Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul. The shrink who expands your life. We're promoting pathological positivity today at Live on Purpose Radio. As always, I have a fantastic, fascinating guest. Have you ever been introduced that way, Doug? I never have. That that was a first. Well, here we go. And it's recorded. Yeah. So you can share that again. I will. Ladies and gentlemen... (laughs) This is Doug Nielsen, one of my friends and colleagues. You and I share a lot in common, Doug. We're both professional speakers. We both have a little side business. Yes. (laughs) I think of it more as my hobby sometimes. (laughs) Actually, it still provides a lot of bread and butter for me, where I do individual personal counseling, family counseling. Uh, you've been doing this for years as well right? as a counselor and therapist. And so we're coming from a similar background along those lines, and we're having a lot of fun. We're both a little bit crazy. That's why we're having so much That's fun. That's it. Have you noticed that? <laughs> you've got to be a little bit crazy to be sane. A little bit crazy. So here's two counselors suggesting that craziness is not a bad idea. That's right. And we might get to a little more of that today. Doug, you wrote a book as well. You're an author. Yes. Take Life by the Helm. Did I get the title right? That is right. There you go. Take Life by the Helm. Yep. It's, uh, it's really all about, in our crazy world, how can a person really get down to the core, live from their core, and be in control of their life, and move in a direction mm. that's meaningful? Right. Instead of just being buffeted around by the storms and winds or whatever it. that comes. Well, you look at really the world today, at least the, in, in the coaching or the speaking that I do, mm-hmm. uh, the vast majority of people, and there are some studies that suggest over 80% feel out of control of their lives and just you know, ravaged by negativity. Well, hang on. Control. So are you saying that some of our listeners might feel that way? Could do. It, it could, could happen. And maybe it's not you, dear listener, but maybe it's that other guy that's listening, <laughs> that's right? right. Well, <laughs> I've, I've noticed that a lot of these principles are so universal. I get my guests in here and we talk about something. I'm thinking, oh, that's me. Oh, right. Wow. Well, you've heard that one in three, one out of three people have some form of mental disorder, right? One in three. One in three. So if you look at your two best friends and they're normal, you're it. What does that mean? Yeah. See? <laughs> <laughs> That's and not really a true stat. And but, you yeah. and I are both one out of three, That's right. right? That's right. <laughs> Andrew, <laughs> what does that make you? <laughs> we got Andrew over here in the closet. He doesn't even have a mic, so he can't defend himself. Our sound engineer, yes. You could turn on that other mic and have fun with us. <laughs> He's considering it. So, Doug, I was on your website. Right. Which is DougSpeaks.com. You got it. What a great website to have. And... It, I'm going to just throw this in, and then we might come back to it later. Okay. You're a past president of the National Speakers Association Mountain West Chapter. That is correct, yeah. When I say that you're a speaker, I mean that this is something you do on a regular basis as a professional for a fee mm-hmm. 
to share the ideas that you and I are talking about for free today at Live On Purpose Exactly. Radio. What a value and what an honor, are you I've kidding got to say. Me? This is awesome. To be here with the famous Dr. Paul. You know who the real genius is? Who's that? Well, it's me, of course. Do you know why? (laughs) In your humble opinion, let's hear. Somehow I entice brilliant people like yourself to come and sit down with me for an hour and share some of the greatest stuff in the world. If I remember right, it's been two years that I've been trying to get on your show. If yeah. I recall. So I finally like got There is a in. bit of a waiting yes, list. Yes, yes. So yes. it truly is an honor to be here with the famous Dr. Paul. You finally convinced me, Doug, that you have something to <laughs> offer. <laughs> something of value. So maybe we should get to that there stuff, you go. right? There you go. Well, as I, was, <clears throat> as I was looking at your website, you were telling a story about a visit to Hawaii. And you had an interesting experience. I don't know yes. how much of that you want to share. Oh, but, no. I'm glad you brought that uh, up. I'll let you tell it. Well, the the long of the short of the story is is uh, several years back, excited to go to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Got to Hawaii. I've never been there yet. And oh, I know must that's go. a different topic. Must go. go. On. So I mean, without going into all the details, the bottom line is I couldn't wait to get into the water. But the interesting piece was that all the locals were now getting out of the water, and I thought, wow, this is great. I have the ocean to myself. There's a flaw in the logic. There's something wrong. And uh, I get into the water, and in those moments, have you ever had those lapses of not following what your instincts? Well, anyway, Mm. long story Mm. short, I went to get out of the water, couldn't get out. It wasn't working. Never experienced that in my life, not really experienced with oceans much at that point. Wow. And tried to get out, could not. And (laughs) as I finally started to panic just a little bit, not being able to get out. Mm-hmm. I then went to hands and knees crawling to get out. Well, at the very moment when I was about to break free from the surf uh-huh. um, or be sucked out into the ocean by the riptide, I felt my shorts go, oh. and they're down at the ankle. And oh it's one of those moments that you ask yourself, do I reach down and save the shorts and save my pride, or do I let go of them and live? Save yourself. And save yourself. And so I made that choice. What did you choose? I I let go of the shorts and I lived. And I (laughs) covered up and ran to my towel and said to my wife, let's get out of here right now. These people have seen a lot more of me than I'm comfortable with. And needless to say, I was a local hit that day. Aloha. uh, Yes, aloha. That's exactly (laughs) right. And, but you know, I think the interesting thing is, as I, as we look at, you know, your listeners' lives and Mm. when you want something, typically it doesn't usually come easy. I I wanted to live Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I had to scratch and claw, if you will, to live. And what is it in, you know, your life, my life, your listeners' lives Mm -hmm. right now that they need to let go of? And, and, And one idea that just goes with that is saying, uh, you know, one year from now, what would be the most painful regret that your listeners could live with? Or, or you, you know, if you look at what regret mm-hmm. do I refuse to live with? And I need to let that go and do something different and just put that spin on what is it that we need mm-hmm. to let go of so this regret is not in my life one year from now. Right. Letting go. Yeah. That feels so scary. Indeed. Especially if it's something really important you're hanging on to. And you feel naked. Right. 
exposed, <laughs> as it were. Yes. <laughs> it, it's scary, That's though. Transition story. is 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 really yeah. scary, and and yet this is life, and, and it's passing. What are we waiting for? And so to be able to embrace that and say, there are things in life that you know what it's time to let go, and and it's time to grow. Right. Wow, I'm thinking about a client that uh, met with me not too long ago, and we we're talking about letting go. There were some mm-hmm. things he needed to let go. And just try this right now if you're listening. Hold your hand out in front of you and clench it in a fist. And and you can see that, and you've got palm up, but it's clenched in a fist. Mm-hmm. You're holding on to something. All right, now let go of it. What do you notice about your hand? It's open. What can you do with an open hand? You can receive something. Yeah. Something's on the way. Letting go is not giving up, is it? Not at all. It's but open it, in your hand. It is. It's, it, it's receiving what's yet to come, right? Right. Pre- preparing yourself to receive that. Yeah. All right. So it can be kind of scary to do that. But you're suggesting that this is something that's absolutely essential to get that control. Take life by the helm. Yeah. What does that mean? So to take life by the helm really says that I am going to take 100% ownership for my life, ultimately where Wait, I'm Wait, time at. out. What's a helm? A helm, the steering wheel of a ship. There you go. <laughs> Paul. I haven't always known that. Yeah, well, you know, many people don't. But I really like to say... Uh, to people, go to Helm and get your ship together. Beautiful. <laughs> Can we put that on the blog, Andrew? <laughs> I didn't swear. No. Paul. But no, so right. to, be, to be at the Helm is to take 100% ownership and say that this truly, one of the foundational principles of happiness and overcoming regret, if you will, is the day that I realize that my life, it's my own, and that I have to take 100% ownership ultimately for where I'm at. Now, I might mm-hmm. get blindsided. I might get you know, sideswiped by a wake from the Queen Mary, if you will. Mm-hmm. But the, the point being is that I need to take ownership for my life in order to move forward and find meaning and happiness. Mm-hmm. And, and so bottom line is that I have a perception that I'm in control of my life, and that my circumstances, my environment, and other people don't own or control me ultimately. I can mm-hmm. be blindsided, but I can get back right up and say, keep on moving. Where do you want to go? And I think an important question that you know listeners can ask themselves, particularly when we fell out of control, is to say, do I have total control in this situation? Do I have some control in this situation? Or do I have no control? And then based on the answer to that, we can either take the helm or we can pick up the stick and stir the stink. Uh, and so there's a positive or a negative way that we deal with those three types of situations. But based on that, the bottom line is saying, I want to perceive that I am in control of my life. And at the core of, as we'd call it, self-efficacy, the foundational principles for living a healthy life, mm-hmm. it's the perception that I am in control and I can make a choice. And the important piece then is I can't always control what happens to me but I can always control what I choose to do next. And that's right. where my power's at. This power of choice, I think, is, is very underestimated by a lot of us. Yeah. In fact, I was just uh, 
reviewing a study about this. Mm-hmm. So here's, here's the scenario. You walk into a bank. It's just a normal, beautiful day like today. You walk into the bank. You're waiting in line to make a deposit or withdraw whatever it is. And you hear a commotion behind you. You turn around. As you look to the door, you see a man enter the bank wearing a ski mask, carrying a gun. Hmm. He starts yelling. He's obviously intent on causing some trouble. Okay? Hmm. Everybody starts to hunker down. You can Mm -hmm. picture this. Put yourself in the scenario. And then the security guard from the bank confronts this man in the mask. They get into a little bit of a scuffle. You hear the gun go off. Almost simultaneously, you feel the burning, searing pain of a bullet hitting your arm. Mm. Okay, you with me? I am with you. And then this guy escapes. That's the end of the scenario. That's a lovely story. Thanks. You're welcome. (laughs) Now, they presented this scenario to the research group. The research group, and then they gave him a task. The task is evaluate this scenario. Mm. And they filled out a little survey about, was this positive or negative? Was this good or bad? Was this fortunate or unfortunate? Mm. And they naturally divided themselves into two groups. Now, the one group said, oh, this was a fortunate event. The other group, this was an unfortunate event. Mm. And then they studied those two groups and found that the ones that saw it as a fortunate event tended to have higher levels of happiness, more satisfying relationships, higher salaries. Uh, okay, all on these measures yes. of what makes life great, well, they had it. Interesting, right? That is. Now, how could people have the same scenario and see it so differently? Isn't that an interesting... You know what it reminds me of? Yeah, absolutely. And I'll let you kind of bring that home. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of two people being on a roller coaster. One is having a near-death experience, hating life. They feel they're going to die at any moment. The person sitting right next to them is having the time of their life, what they've waited for for a year to go and have that experience. Same exact experience, same exact time, and yet so different in interpretation. What is the difference? And as, as we bring that home... To understand or to evaluate our experience, we have to create an alternate reality. Mm-hmm. This alternate reality is made up. It's a complete fabrication. It's, some, it's make-believe. Mm-hmm. And then we compare what is the scenario that I described to you, for example, to the alternate reality, and in the comparison, we declare it to be either good or bad, fortunate or unfortunate. Right. So the positive group that's happier, create an alternate reality that has 20 people being killed in a bank robbery or their child being shot instead of them or being shot between the eyes instead of in the arm. Mm-hmm. These are, none of them happened, but it's an alternate reality. And compared to that, how does it look? This is much better. This is fortunate. I'm still alive. Oh, my heavens. Look how lucky. So really then, it's not necessarily the event It's the label that we place on the event. So in reality, there really are no events. It's only our perception or label that we place on that event. It is what it is. And then we make a judgment about it and we draw meaning about it. That's what triggered in my mind, Doug, when you were talking about how this choice that we have. Uh, Because you might create another alternate reality 
where no bank robber came in, nobody was shot, and then how does it look? Oh, not so good. And is it a choice? It's a choice. I think it's a choice. You got it. We'll flesh that out a little more later on. This is Kirk Weasler to tell you about morebetterbooks.com. Morebetterbooks.com is where you can find more better books for a more better life. Not only that, let me tell you about some of the very fun and cool select titles on morebetterbooks.com. You'll want to get a copy of The Dog Poop Initiative. This best-smelling book could change your life forever. It certainly changed the lives of thousands of Boeing employees, as well as school teachers, parents, leaders across the United States and in Israel and in Germany. And you can get your own copy at morebetterbooks.com. Whoa, that's not all. What about The Cookie Thief? This classic tale told in a rhyming format, fully illustrated with very fun hidden messages. Pick up a copy now today on morebetterbooks.com. Other great titles there, Finding Your Pathway to Mastery, Beyond Illusions, Make It Great. These titles are only available on morebetterbooks.com. Go to morebetterbooks.com today and begin to have a more better life and live that life on purpose. The number one barrier to success and happiness is fear. Anxiety paralyzes and keeps you from taking the steps that lead to success, achievement, happiness, or better relationships. All forms of anxiety have two primary components, a brain component and a mind component. Your brain is an organ in your body. Your mind does the thinking. The answer to your anxiety is understanding what the brain is doing and steering your mind in a different direction. Understanding and applying a few basic principles in both of these areas makes an immediate and lasting difference in my clients breaking free from anxiety and moving forward with power in their lives. Before I started learning the correct principles to overcome anxiety with Dr. Paul, I wasn't progressing in many areas of my life and it inhibited my thinking. But after I started applying these principles in my life, um, I felt more free. I could progress in those different areas and I just felt all around better. The best thing about the help that we got from Dr. Paul was that it was not just a band-aid to fix my son's anxiety problems, but he empowered my son to be able to help himself whenever the problems arise again. Now is the time to overcome anxiety, worry, and fear. Your tools to do this are now available in a four-part video course that you can do in the comfort and privacy of your own home. Get immediate access to this powerful program at MyAnxietyAnswer.com. The first episode is free. Visit MyAnxietyAnswer.com today. To be what we are and to become what we are capable of becoming is the only end of life. Robert Louis Stevenson This is really cool. The music's really cool, too. It is. Is that you on the guitar? That is my recording of someone else on the guitar. Oh, really? <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I don't know where you find all that music, Andrew, but it's pretty cool. So, so Dr. Paul, let me, let me turn the table real quick, can I? Okay. What do you think 
is as far as living on purpose. I'm, I, I term it take life by the helm. Yeah. Take ownership. Same idea. Huh? So, so how do you, if you were to say, you know, in our conversation here for your listeners, what would you say is the, the number one key for a person to move towards being deliberate, being on purpose, like you say, living on purpose? What you got me thinking on You know, break. just before the break, I always think that we should keep the mics running through the break because there's some great stuff that happens. But just before the break, as we were talking about choice and the power of choice, and the fundamental first choice has to do with how we assign meaning to our experience. Mm-hmm. And when, then we put, I think you used the word label, we put a label on it. This is good, this is bad, this is fortunate, this is unfortunate. Right. I think it starts there. And one leads to power and possibility, and the other leads to stuckness. Hmm. So continued growth. Yeah. And then that's ultimately where that choice, that label leads us. I like that. Right. It's really good. And and you mentioned meaning, and you Mm -hmm. mentioned meaning and, and purpose, you know, living on purpose. And it seems that... Very often, if we don't perceive that there is meaning in our suffering, our challenges, mm-hmm. uh, according to Viktor Frankl, that's when life really becomes dull, becomes boring, and we're just going through the through the motions. And in, I mean, in fact, that's what a Viktor Frankl would say helped him survive. It's not suffering that will destroy us; it's suffering without meaning. But it's that meaning that then liberates us and gives us that purpose to say, there's a reason I can find something. And sometimes I understand this, that it takes time to find purpose at times. You know, was there Mm -hmm. something meaningful from this? And it can take some time. But so, so meaning and you're, you're talking about Viktor Frankl, who's been mentioned on this show before. Yes. And I think most of you listeners are under, are familiar with who Viktor Frankl is. For those who are not, could you give us a quick summary of who he is? And by the way, Doug, as much as I admire and respect you, you hit celebrity status with me when I found out you talked to this man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can tell that story if you want to, but would you give a brief summary of who he is and why that's an, a powerful story for you? Yeah. Um, Viktor Frankl, he is a, was a psychiatrist in Vienna. And he rubbed shoulders with the likes of uh, Freud and Adler, some uh, prominent psychologists. And, uh, and so in that period of time, I found a great fascination with his life. And he ultimately, being Jewish, uh, mm-hmm. well-respected, was ultimately thrown in the concentration camp. Yeah, this was during World War II. During World War II. He had the number 119-104 tattooed on his forearm uh, like he was cattle stock, mm-hmm. uh, like his wife and his family, and ultimately in the death camp faced with some really tough choices. And if you don't mind understatements. Oh, yeah. I mean, the idea, can somebody find meaning and purpose in a death camp? Can, and he answered that question, ultimately yeah. saying that his genre of therapy, logotherapy, meaning therapy Mm -hmm. and he ultimately said yes you can and ultimately when people gave up hope they died in in the death camps now in our 
blessed America or, or wherever the countries where we have food and shelter and medications and so on, mm-hmm. we can lose hope, but we can continue to live. But in death camp, it was life and death, and they could actually see people that they knew had lost hope, and it was just a matter of days, and they'd be gone. And yet, he said, hope can be found, and part of that is finding meaning. He had an opportunity to escape the death camp, chose not to because he felt he had a duty to stay as a doctor and serve those suffering to help mm-hmm. ease their pain. Mm-hmm. And and so that's a little bit about Victor Frankl. Ultimately, he survived. He was in there not for one, two, right. but for th- over three years. They killed his entire family, yeah. everyone he knew except for one sibling, and came out of that death camp where that number 119-104 was a symbol of liberation, freedom, and love. And that's what intrigued me in talking with him, saying... How do you take that number, uh, which represents sheer hell and atrocities and unspeakable events, and how do you transform that into something that makes you a better person? And he said, Doug, ultimately, that's a choice. And it's a choice, going back to what you said, based on the labels that we put on it. And he wasn't signing up for Jerry Springer and wanting to beat up people, but he was Mm -hmm. about sharing the, the power of the human spirit of greatness. And uh, that's his spirit, saying that no matter what comes our way, we can always choose from moment to moment what we will be and who, what we'll do next. That's right. our power. He called it the last of human freedoms. Yes. To choose your attitude in any given set of any. circumstances. You may not be able to control your environment. And when you find yourself in that situation where you can't change the environment, it forces you to look at yourself and say, what do I need to change? We might choose our circumstances, but we can choose our attitude towards those, and that's it. This is my freedom. If that's all I have is the ability to choose my attitude, I will not give that to you, Nazi guard. I will never give that to you again. That is mine, and I will not give it to you. I won't give it to my environment, circumstances, or other people. That's mine, and ultimately acting from that place of freedom. So you won't give it to the ex-spouse? Exactly. You won't give it to the bankruptcy judge? That's right. Can we go on? We could. Absolutely. Absolutely. That freedom to choose is the starting point. You and I are in the same business. It's, it's all about change. It's all about inspiring people to see their power to do just that. Yeah. To take their life by the helm, as you say, yeah. or to live on purpose, as I say. It's the yeah. same idea. What are some practical things that you could share today, Doug, I know that you train groups and you speak to audiences about this and work with individual clients. What are some practical things that maybe on a daily basis we could do to, once we've made that choice, to move forward? Bring it right down to what can I take from today and do something with? Yeah. You know, one of the things, and I just do informal, I'll ask groups that I speak with and I'll say, what percentage of the time do you believe that you live in the future and the past? And mm-hmm. I get anywhere from 80 to 90% of a person's life, whether that's answering the phone, text, thinking about something, an upcoming meeting, or dragging something from the past, dragging an anchor with me that I haven't let go of, or mm-hmm. whatnot. And so people sit here and just bounce back and forth. Future, the sky's falling. I'm not going to be able to deal with this. This is overwhelming to me. And so they're, they're meeting future worries in the present moment. But then they also go to the past, and they're just carrying things that, Drag this is who this I am, self-doubt, mm-hmm. fear. And the idea, again, is our power is found in this moment. Plan for the future, learn from the past, 
but live right now and what I choose to do next. Three ideas, three simple metaphors hmm. that can be that can be used as a way to to start your day or to plan your next day. Mm-hmm. But one is uh, connecting with your core, anchoring to your core in the nautical metaphor and saying, okay, that core, you know, what is it that you would die for? What is it that you would live for? Uh, th- those types of questions, this core, what are your values? What do you really stand for? If you were to put a, a stake right. in the ground saying, this is who I am and this is the direction that I want to go. And I want to live from this core of what makes me come to life. You know, oftentimes you say to a person, what are you passionate about? What, what's just in your heart that is your core? Right. And very often they go, I don't know. They so don't know. You've got to find it. Yeah. We, the world doesn't need another boring person. <laughs> Listen to Kid President if you're unfamiliar with that. Is that? Okay. Yeah, YouTube, Kid President. Look okay. it up. I'll look at that. You know, but the, we, 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 need, we need to be alive. There's something in all of us. And yet I know life can beat us down to where some people believe, I really don't have passion. And mm-hmm. I'm saying, it's there. And if you need to get a coach like Dr. Paul, get one, a friend. Do something to come back to life because life will, if we allow it to, it will just literally kick our teeth in. And yeah. when, when our heart goes numb, we get confused and we just disengage from life. And so one of the, the interesting pieces that I, I think listeners can do immediately is to say, just a simple idea, and, I, and this is, I like things very simple. Mm. One word that you would like to become in the next three months. Identify one word. I would like to be more courageous. Yeah. I would like to be more, I'm just giving some examples. I'd like to be more compassionate. I'd like to be mm-hmm. organized whatever that word is for you that you would like to become from right. your core, then take that one word and then write a statement or two of what that means to you. Now, mm-hmm. simplistically, you've just created a mission or a vision. Right. You can add other words to it, but people get a little too complex in my world. I say, just keep it simple. Keep it simple. So anchor to your core. That's one idea. One word, write that word. The next one that you can really hit in then is every day, here's my core. Now let's plan from the core and let's chart our course today what would Mm -hmm. be meaningful for me how can i bring this core to life today today not today down the road 10 years from now it's i believe i heard steve covey say something beautiful he said don't prioritize your schedule schedule your priorities Mm. and and that's charting your course and saying am i making sure that what's most important in my world if my kids are important or if my spouse is important are they part of your charting your course today? What am I moving out of the way to get exactly. to that? And if mm-hmm. I'm not, then I'm really not, and I'm not living from my core. And the bottom line is we're all searching for peace. And the only way we'll ever find peace is if our life rotates around that axis of our core. That's right. the only way we can have peace in our lives. And mm-hmm. we can find substitutes, electronic heroin, computers, mm-hmm. texting, video games, movies, I'm not saying they're all bad, but we're ODing on it. Average person, four to six hours a day, you know, shooting up electronic heroin, that's a little excessive. Relationships are falling to the wayside. Passion is gone. So one, identify the core. Who do you want to become in the next three months? Mm-hmm. Two, chart your course. Third is to set sail, to take the helm. And, and it really just says, you know what? I, I, I'm going to live from this place. And I, no excuses, no blame, no rationalization. I will do my best to work towards and or accomplish 
what I've set out to do today. Mm-hmm. So just three simple ideas that help us. One last piece, if I can yeah. throw this in. Call it reverse engineering your day. And if you go back to charting your course, reverse engineering your day is a simple idea, and it, it's helped thousands of folks. The idea is simply saying, what three memories would you like to create today? And you look at that. You look at mm. maybe in your personal life, your work life, maybe fitness-wise or financial. What three memories would I like to work towards or accomplish today? Write that down. And, and the idea is to run through, and it gets your, your mind focused, and it gets you moving in that direction. And mm-hmm. it really helps pull people who feel they're in a slump because you know that you've created the memory when you feel it in your gut. Right. And, and once you've done that, then go out and make it happen to the best of your ability. Now, it may not always mm-hmm. happen. It's work towards or accomplish. But reverse engineer your day. What three memories would you like to create? Now go set sail with your plan to make that happen. So summary. Yeah. One word. One action, one improvement every day. One word, one action, one improvement every day. Right. And it's all centered around your core. Around that core. Who are you? You said something earlier, Doug, about sometimes it's not immediately obvious to you. And this is something that is so common because I think our core is so central to us that we don't always see it. Right. It it doesn't manifest itself to us immediately, but other people might be able to help you find it. That's right. And that's why you engage a coach. That's why right. you talk to people who are close to you or or read the things that inspire you to see yourself differently. That's right. And whatever it takes, go for it. Go do it. Set sail. I love that one. Yeah. <laughs> we could stay moored forever. <laughs> In the doldrums. <laughs> or let's get out there and sail and well, find some adventures. You, you probably heard the, the uh, quote, sure, a ship is safe in the harbor. But, but that's, that's not, not what ships, ships are, are meant for. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> exactly. not what they're meant for. Yeah. Ah. It is t- it, really, it's about selling today. Mm-hmm. People get overwhelmed. And particularly when you live in the future or when you live in the past, you lose your free will, your ability to choose, your agency. It doesn't exist yeah. there. And that's where depression and anxiety comes from. I live in the future, I will be anxious. That's right. I live in the past, I will be depressed. be depressed. When I start to live in this moment and do the very best I can to make the most honorable, courageous, or loving choice, what will I do next? Ultimately, every decision is important, and my life is created one decision after the next. That's where my power is at. I can deal with that. I feel overwhelmed. Slow down, Doug. Breathe. Right. Get in this moment. Connect with your core. Perhaps you bring in your North Star, your God, your higher power, your source, whatever it is, your values, your conscience, yeah. and help make that choice to say, I'm going to break through this one little decision at a time, and I can do that in this moment. Exactly. That was so well said. DougSpeaks.com. That's where people can find you? That's it. And your book, Take Life by the Helm? They can go to that website or Amazon.com. Uh, either place, uh, it's you can either buy the hard copy of it and or ebook. It's available both ways, of you course. It. You got it. Because everybody gets to benefit from this idea of taking life by the helm. Yes. Doug Nielsen, thank you so much. Thank you, Dr. Paul. I Fun, appreciate huh? you letting me come on. Thank you. <laughs>